This week on The Reverse Stick, Ariel Perimichel joins us to talk about a newly launched hockey community to bring players, coaches and teams together. It's Scored! And we discuss hockey's latest horror story, Frankenstein. This is The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. I'm one half of your hosting team, John Lee, and the other half is Matt Allen. How are you, mate? That's me. I'm good. How are you, mate? Fabulous. It's I've got been a say- pretty good week. It wasn't wasn't one take tonight, was it? Nah, nah. there were several take going on there. But Oriole Paramacow, good work on that one. <laughs> yeah, I got Oriole right. No, you, you did great with Oriole. No problem yeah. there. It was the fitting the rest. And of we it. were fine talking to him as well. But yeah, it's great to be here with you, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 40 of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and of course, the Weekly Hockey Podcast. It is. Only a couple more and we'll have done more episodes in your age. That's right. Geez, still got a fair way to go for yours, though. We have, but it'll be a good day when we get there. Yeah, it will. well, it'll be a, just over a year's worth of podcasting, won't it? Oh, Of back-to-back, and uh, we thank you that have joined us all along the way, and... Uh, have tuned in to the reverse stick and of course we welcome new listeners if this is your first time listening to the show welcome 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 we'll try to keep the uh, the references to previous shows uh, relevant and uh, not too much sort of uh, hidden fun and games but you know. alternatively press stop now go back and listen to the entire back catalog and then that's maybe it not. do a hazy yeah that's it do a hazy, hazy. Yes. hope you're still with us hazy um, give us a shout on social media and of course you can all give us a, sh- a shout on social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram all at the reverse stick good uh, interview coming up too with Oriel Perrin-McKell great stuff yeah really got it right that time I think it's the, the, the well we'll learn all about it but Scored it seems to be a, a really fantastic platform for the game and looking forward to working with those guys and, and helping promote something which is positive for hockey and uh, they've got big plans as well yeah so. great, great stuff you know, they, well, you know, as 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 you'll hear a little later on, it's all about community, and we are one big hockey family. And uh, have you got anything specifically you'd like to bring up? Of course, our, our our review a little bit later on. The review. The review of the horror story. Of the horror story, yeah. So, yeah, the the literary review. The literary. Yeah, we're doing a book review tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll save my rage. Okay, we'll we'll keep it to then. Um, we better get on with this bit of the show. <laughs> Well, I guess the big event that we, we covered a bit last week, but weren't uh, the show wasn't out in time for the finals info, was the Sultan Aslan Shah Cup in Ipo in uh, in Malaysia there. And, uh, well, tell us all about it, John. How did it finish up? Fabulously. Should we go through the results first? Uh, well, yeah, there's some interesting ones in there, isn't there? You know, yeah. just what, the first one that springs well, to mind for me was the Irish boys well, how getting about the we, How about we go through the winners and that stuff? First? Okay, all right. Okay. Go on, go on. So Australia won the final. They beat uh, England 2-1. 2-1, yep. 2-1 yep. in the final. Lockie uh, Sharp got the winner, the young yep. lad who's uh, fairly new to the Kookaburra squad there. Argentina uh, came third. It, it looked like they were going to put a few past... Um, the Malaysians there but the Malaysians fought back well I think they won that game 3-2 in the end it was a real topsy-turvy tournament for Malaysia wasn't it oh all over the shop Um, and India and Ireland played out 
uh, fourth, oh, fifth and sixth. So a 4-1 win for India in that Which game. Reverse the result Resu- of, the yeah, day of the day before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 uh, it's been noted by a couple of Irish friends that the Irish boys were fairly undermanned come uh, those last couple of days. There were three or four players we'll that were to out. That. We'll, we'll we'll get to okay. that. Okay. Because uh, you've you've read what I said about fatigue. We've spo- spoken yes. about fatigue, so we'll we'll talk about that during the podcast yeah well it was fatigued before they started the poor buggers are going from minus 3 to plus 35 <laughs> at, <laughs> at 100% humidity but uh, what was really great is the, the penultimate day the last three pool games they were all alive they were all on the every game yeah, and, yeah. and so that what, what was interesting is the first game meant that the second game's results were live and the third game of the day, the second game's results meant that the yes, third yeah, game's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was yeah, right, right, right the yeah. way through until pre-finals apart from Australia being guaranteed to be in there but it was that second the second final spot yeah, was exactly. up for grabs from yeah. anyone wasn't it now Argentina could have killed the rest of that day's game of uh, that play yeah. by winning that game yeah. and it would have been Australia and Argentina and yeah I'm sure the players would have still run out there and tried their best but it, there's an edge that was to those other games as well there was always something online for each of the teams well, the, and and none more so than the final game between Australia and England that you know it's kind of guiding the way towards the Commonwealth Games which is two three weeks away from, from getting underway mm-hmm. um, we had an interesting discussion on um, on team mentality didn't we Let, well, let's, do, yeah. let's do this now there's more news to cover but we had an interesting discussion on team mentality and that, that winning edge and something that um, a lot of teams want to try and emulate is that um, just that tight knit team uh, ethos and display that you get from Australian teams that you can have the most talented players in the world in your team and man for man maybe a more talented player than an Australian side but there is something about the the togetherness, the mateship, whatever it might be of, of Australian teams, that um, lift it to a different dimension? Well, can I just say, I, I think that idea of inverted commas mateship is a load of bull. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it's more about collective desire. And, and when you get all people on the same route to collective, you know, a collective desire towards a goal... Yeah. Um, See, so this was, discussion was brought up when I mentioned to you the second goal scored by England uh, in the game against Malaysia. That was a big win. That, that was a big win that put them in the final. Yeah. Okay, so that that put them in the final against Australia. Now, they won 7-2, I think, in the end. 7-1, 7-2. Yeah. But they, they were well ahead. It was 6-0 up, I think, or 7-0 up before Malaysia got a goal. Anyway, the second goal was scored. Do I mention the guy? Because I'm not one of them. All of these players are tremendous. Every player at that tournament is a great player. They're all capable of playing in a side that could win a World Cup, is my opinion. That's the holy grail that all coaches are trying to figure out is how do you get them all to work together to, to do that, right? Okay, so John, so, so just so John can feel good about himself, yeah. if you want to know who scored the second goal, oh, go to the FIH website. <laughs> go, beep, go to the FIH website. <laughs> I'm and, sorry, uh, Ollie, I don't, I, I don't mean to pick him out, but okay. it was just, it so was just a really incident. good example. It was just a really good example. Now, who scored the second goal? Now, it was a major DFU from the Malaysian defence that led the ball to bobble up to a situation where he was allowed to trap it and sort of uh, guide it into the circle for himself, bounced a couple of times, and he had a real line-up on it. He probably hit it from two-thirds of the way out from goal and um, just cranked it and smashed it. Um, it went in for a goal. 
He turned around, raises his arms. John, and and to, to, I'll paint the picture for you now. <laughs> John's got his arms up <laughs> in some kind of mosaic pose. It's a bit like an antenna, really. Um, <laughs> but he, he raised, and they all ran around him and blah, 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 blah. And I just thought, that was the moment I thought, even if they win this game, because at that stage you didn't know Malaysia could have come back. It was, it was only the second goal of the game. And I just thought, Australia's going to win the final if these blokes make it against them. And if you watch the final, have a look at how many times an England player goes, bang, pass one, Australia. Goes, bang, pass another, Australia. Oh, I'm going to make the glory goal and get that. T- I'm going to do it. All down the touchline. All on my own stick. Yeah. And and usually, Mark Knowles just goes, bang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's going to be there at the Commonwealth Games. Not afterwards, but the, the, the point being is that I think they all tried to do it off themselves. Yeah. And uh, um, they're all, you know... I don't know. Oh, there's, no, there's no doubting ability at all, but I, right. I, th- I think it's a really, a, it's a really interesting point on the uh, the, well, the, the balance between individual Willard, brilliance you know, and Ollie, what he did. Okay, you know, oh look at this, I've just scored this goal, and and good on you. Yeah, you d- you've just scored an international do, goal. Do that, you know, the, do that in the hockey world cup, the winning one, preferably late in the second half. That's when you stand there in the middle of the day, holding your hands up in the air yeah. like a hero. Yeah. Now, uh, I had a. a, a social media conversation with someone and I talked about it with them and they said oh yeah but he doesn't score many and it's a special moment for the player and I said, no that's the key that's exactly what I'm talking about it's a special moment for him hang on forget about that yeah, stuff he, mate he, 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 some, he doesn't matter he, he, who it is is unimportant it's scoring the goal that matters and I think sometimes they're, they're too concerned with doing it themselves and that's a good attribute wanting to take it on but it's like taking it that step too far where it becomes detrimental to the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure people could contradict me if well, I'm going to make a statement now and, and post loads of videos <laughs> where it's not the case. <laughs> but I don't think you see that a lot from Australia as a side. I think uh, you score a goal, it's head down, back up to the halfway line, turn around and you go again. Um, there's, uh, I, dare I say, a more humble attitude or certainly appearance. Anyway. Oh, well, you can say humble, I'm not going to. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Now, we've got a couple of things to get through quickly. One of them that we should be getting through is the Asian Cup qualifier for the men. Yeah, we dropped the bat on that last week. Yeah, we, we, did. we didn't, we didn't mention it, it was coming. We, we had seen that it was coming up in, um, in Muscat. Um, Look, we've got through the end of the, um, the, the pool stages. Uh, it's a tournament that involves Bangladesh, Thailand, Hong Kong, China, Oman, Chinese Taipei, Sri Lanka, Kazakhstan and Afghanistan. So Afghanistan are the only side out, out of all of those that doesn't have a, um, an official world ranking. Yeah. Um, the, what's, the, hi- what's the highest ranked there on 30. outfield is 30. Bangladesh at 30. Kazakhstan, they're at 86, but they're a bit they're a bit higher on indoor, aren't they? I think. Well, they went more, to the World Cup. And um, Thailand were um, indoor movers as well. Yeah, two pools in, involved there, and they've actually got to the uh, the, the final stages as we speak. Um, so uh, tomorrow for us, the finals will be getting underway. They'll be finishing up on the 17th of March. Uh, Hong Kong and Kazakhstan are playing for fifth to eighth place. Taipei and 
Afghanistan in fifth to eighth place. Then the semi-finals between Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. Oman and Thailand are the other semi-final. Uh, then there's more ranking games through to the final between the two semi-final winners. Well, I think that's going to be interesting. The 17th um, of March. Uh, the Oman-Thailand game, because Oman had put in a couple of reasonable performances against Pakistan and Japan in the, yep. the recent Tri-Nations that they'd had there. Um, and Thailand, they've scored some goals in this tournament so far, haven't they? Well, yeah, they have. Uh, 26? 26 goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Bangladesh you, has scored 35. <laughs> poor old Afghanistan has had 66 scored against. Yeah. Uh, they've copped a couple of floggings. Uh, the last game they played was against um, Bangladesh, and they got thumped 25-0. But they have scored a goal. So well done to Afghanistan. They have scored a goal, and not just well done. This, we're talking about a country that doesn't have a world ranking. I don't know how they finance themselves to get there. This is the thing, you know, we, we, we'll we talk a little bit later on about mm. Sierra Leone and, and um, some chats with Salis Bangs, um, the, the president of the Sierra Leone Hockey Association, and uh, we've talked a lot about much more developed countries than Afghanistan not making its way to uh, international tournaments. Yeah. So, you know, it's a big round of applause. That, that, however, you, it, it's happened that there's an Afghani team um, there and representing, and hopefully... That shows um, some positivity for hockey within the country there. Yeah, so we'll um, get you up to date with how that tournament ends up next week. We've also got, Matt, some other stuff going on. And it is the 2018 Youth Pan American Championship for that, both men and women. Well, I've seen a fair bit on social media with mm. this. Um, and uh, PAHF have been posting stuff out through their channels too. This is a fives tournament, so similar to the Youth Olympic Games that we talked about before, which yep. is so it's the um, modified pitch size on a turf, but with the boards around. Yep, uh, it's been but played fully in enclosed. Yeah. Being played in Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, Yeehaw! It'll be over by the time most of you hear this uh, podcast. Thank you, cowboy. Uh, Six teams are playing there on the women's side of things. Argentina, Uruguay, Mexico, Paraguay, Jamaica and Guatemala. And uh, as we stand... Argentina's got a fair few goals. They've only got 40 goals. For, yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're sitting at the like top that. there. There's uh, still another day's worth of play to go. Um, those results are still to come through. And then they're playing semi-finals and a final on do the you, 17th. Do you find, I find it interesting, the makeup of the teams there, um, for the region um, Argentina obviously a very very strong hockey country Uruguay yeah. are, I don't know they're top 40 I think women they're, they're reasonable and oh, it doesn't oh, have their no, world no, record because it's five there's no five so there's no world yes, and, yeah, and yeah. it's probably just a, an opportunity for them to get together and you know have a bit of fun with well them. no because this is because this is the the uh, youth Pan American Championships. Yeah. Remember the Youth Olympic Games is a fives format as yeah, well. Yeah, so it's a qualifier. So this, they, well, you'd, you'd think there would, there would be yeah, well, certainly yeah. synergy with it anyway. Yes. Uh, the, that's uh, the women's and men is also going on at the moment at the same time. Two pools taking place there: uh, uh, Canada, Brazil, Jamaica, and Dominican, Dominican Republic. <laughs> yes, the Dominican Republic. They are Pool B, Pool A. I just thought I'd follow the lead there of the latest fixture. Pool <laughs> A coming second. Argentina, Mexico, Paraguay, Guatemala. Guatemala are Pool A. 
Uh, and once again, where have we got to with those matches? Because we're part of the way into that tournament at the moment. There's still another round of games to go before they get to the finals. That'll be wrapping up on, guess when? 17th of March. And at the moment, you'd be thinking that uh, Argentina, Mexico, probably Canada and Brazil will be going through. Yeah, Ar- Ar- Argentina-Canada final. Uh, Argentina win 3-1. Well, Book it in now. Okay, you heard it from the guru. Uh, anything else going on you've got over there? Uh, no, I forgot. Any other test matches happening at the moment? Oh, look, Just let me, let me. I'm using the. Uh, some, oh, some in, interesting results from uh, English Hockey League oh, yeah, at the weekend. Yeah. Um, Beeston? Yeah, well, Beeston have gone top, I believe. And, well, hey. um, so, well, look, I've got to say, look, say a little bit about Beeston Hockey Club. Um, now, they are quite chock full with internationals. I think they've got four or five. I think they missed five internationals we talked about um, when we spoke to Jade from Hockey World News they were missing five that were playing Sultan Aslan Shah Cup for a league game which they still went ahead and won anyway um, and Hampstead and Westminster have turned over Surbiton at the weekend uh. um, and they lost another Surbiton lost another game at the weekend so they've, they've lost the top spot there so it's been a bit of a turnaround in the UK but there's some great footage uh, if you look up galvanised hockey uh, you'll find those guys on Facebook. They've got the game, of, the games of the week. Uh, I think it's a Monday night show in the UK time, so you'll pick that up Tuesday, pretty much anywhere around the world. Um, yeah, so check out Galvanised Hockey, and you'll you'll get the highlights of uh, the games from England. Likewise, we said before, you can find out the Irish highlights as well. Um, and there's a fair few bits of the Dutch highlights um, flying around at the moment. I think it's NOS. Uh, dot NL is what okay. you need to look out for there. Beeston is what's. Their oh, sorry, yeah. So what I love about Beeston at the moment, this is their they're having a, a rock and roll year, <laughs> but they're one of the best marketed hockey teams, clubs around and about. They do a fantastic job on their social media. Um, their web presence is superb. They show live games. Um, they've got, they, they work with MatchLive dot com, I think, but certainly MatchLive to to air that stuff. They know what they're doing. If you want to take a lead, ladies and gentlemen, around the world on how you want to be putting your club across to the to the globe, have a look at what Beeston are doing. Because I notice it. I'm sitting down here in Perth in Western Australia, and I see the great job that they're, they're doing there, um, both in their community and how they promote their club. you got any more news? Uh, I think oh, Spanish Cup. Oh. Spanish Cup. Yeah, and yeah. we will talk about it coming up with Oriol. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Spanish okay. Cup for men's and women, that's... that's uh, you could see a live stream and we tweeted that, that information and out there. Did you know that there's an Asian Women's Champions Trophy coming up in Korea, 13th to 20th of May in Tell me about it, John. Danghao City. I think I got that right. Uh, ooh, well, it looks like being a ripper of a tournament. Yeah, 13th to 20th of May. Five teams involved, China, India, Korea, Japan, Malaysia. They'll play a round robin with at the end of that uh, table, one versus two, three versus four to get the winner. Uh, listen to the rankings: eight, nine, ten, twelve in Malaysia, the lowest at twenty-two. So I would expect to see some pretty good hockey played there. Hopefully, we'll get some streaming action of that, unlike the Women's Asia Cup. But hopefully, they'll from find K- a way. Kakamigahara. That's it. This one's <laughs> easier to say. It's Danghao, Danghao City, Korea. I'm, look, I'm certainly broadening my knowledge of. Uh the cities that play hockey yeah. across Asia. Not improving our pronunciation of them, no. but certainly no. where they are. You'd expect that, would you? No. <laughs> you 
you're listening to The Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and it's time now to get to our feature interview. Mr. Allen, would you like to preview it? Coming up, uh, Oriel Perimical from Scored Hockey, or Scored.com, you, you want to check them out online. Um, yeah, a new concept for the, the hockey world, probably something that we've been doing independently ourselves and in small circles for quite some time, but um, Scored is uh, going to give us an opportunity to extend that around the globe. Joining us today on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, is Oriel Perimikau, the co-founder of Scored, um, a brand new social platform dedicated to field hockey. Oriel, thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Now, we've, it's been hard to miss Scored. We've seen lots of uh, activity on, on social media, um, in particular from the likes of the uh, European Hockey Federation. So you're obviously getting a bit of traction with what you're doing. Could you let the listeners know what Scored is all about and uh, yeah, w- w- where does it come from? Yeah, for sure. Uh, basically, Score is a, is a, a social platform uh, that wants to connect hockey players, coaches and clubs of any level worldwide. That's a bit our our idea and our goal. Uh, but everything came uh, basically. I w- maybe I'm, I will do a bit of background about myself because that's what uh, the idea came from. We, we always want to hear. We always want to hear your hockey history. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, I played uh, since I was 10 years old uh, all my life for Athletic Tarasa. But uh, when I was around 25 years old, I decided that was the time to, to do a change in my hockey career, and I moved to, to Belgium. Uh, back then, I played two wonderful years for, for Dragons and another two great years for, for Antwerp Hockey Club. And on that, on that last year that I played in Belgium, that was actually uh, the previous season, uh, I met a guy called Shane Neal. It's a former, a former player from New Zealand. Uh, he played uh, the last Olympic Games. And we were talking uh, about sometimes how difficult for, for people is to find uh, a club to play overseas or to play in, in, even sometimes in the same country, just to move clubs uh, for whatever reason. Uh, and that's how the idea of a score start uh, being cooked. So you had those those in, initial conversations. Uh, what, where does the path then lead you? Uh, basically, uh, uh, it, it drives us towards plenty of of ideas uh, and, and and paths as all the startups. But uh, basically, we find uh, a great partner in in Belgium. That's uh, my co-founder, uh, uh, Sebastian Kamen that help us out to to bring a score where it is right now, that it's a, a global community. I think that uh, we it's fair to say that it's right now that the biggest hockey community out there uh, with uh, more than 1,100 players and more than 300 coaches that are already on board. We are close to hit on the on the 1,500 members. So we are really proud about it in less than a month and more than 100 clubs worldwide. So... I think it's a big accomplishment. We want, we want, we don't want to stop here, uh, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's where we're heading to. It's it's to create the biggest hockey community worldwide, where everybody feels welcome, that uh, everybody finds their own space. Right now, we have players, coaches, and clubs, but we want and we are planning to to integrate as well federations, 
umpires, uh, responsibles of clubs, uh, everybody should find and should have their own place, as well the brands, uh, as well media partners, as you guys feel welcome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's a bit where we are heading to. Ariel, uh, did you have any experience doing this sort of thing beforehand, any of you guys, or is it something you thought, well, that's a good idea, let's dive in and learn along the way? Being completely honest, no. No, I have a background in, in law, uh, and I've had all my years of, 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 of hockey. I did also a, a master's in a sports law, uh, but uh, when I went to Belgium, I changed my career path towards, towards marketing and, and online business. Uh, so somehow I had a bit of an experience of, of online businesses, but uh, not about uh, platform and communities. So, but we found that that was uh, a lack in the market for something like this. And hockey, even though of course we have our background, all of all of our team is has a background in hockey, and they're hockey passionates. That's what uh, join us together. But uh, I think that hockey is the perfect sport to, to start a platform like this. Everybody that uh, is involved with hockey, somehow, I don't know why, but they're all hockey passionates. All, everybody is willing to help you out. Uh, I think that you guys uh, can feel exactly the same because uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody that you are talking to feel exactly the same about hockey. Everybody's so passionate. Everybody's willing to help. Everybody's somehow has their own opinion about hockey. So it's a real live sport. Uh, and that's why we thought that uh, that was worth the shot to, to start such a, such a company, such a platform. Yeah, well, I, I, I think it's a great idea. And it, it, it's funny that you say that. We, speak to, well, we spoke to Jade from, uh, Jade Bloomfield from Hockey World News well, two weeks ago on the show. Mm-hmm. And he, he was another one that had an idea um, didn't have any journalistic background, but thought, hey, let's just give this a go. And we, we hear, hear this story time and time again from, like you say, passionate hockey people. And uh, just like us, seeing an opportunity to go, right, you know, we should be doing this. Why aren't we doing this for the game? And, and the support along the way is fantastic every every single step. Now, um are you just are you just aiming at elite players? Is it just about clubs getting top players in, or is this for the hockey everyman? It's for hockey everyman. What we uh, how we sell ourselves, and we are trying to repeat that. Uh, we are growing a community, so it's not just for top players, not at all. Uh, we have plenty of clubs looking for uh, players for their third regional team, uh, women, men. So everybody should. Feel welcome. Doesn't matter your level. Doesn't matter your uh, your country. Uh, you will have a place and score for sure. That's, uh, that's yeah. what I'm. Uh, that's what we are aiming for to create this community where everybody feels welcome. And if you are willing to to play overseas because uh, you find a new career path over there, uh, hockey related or non or non hockey related, you should be able to keep playing your your loved sport. And that's what we what we would try to achieve. Of course, uh, top players. Are welcome as well. So it's uh, the idea is that we find you again. Repeating myself, we 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 have a place for everybody in the hockey in the hockey world. That's yeah. what we are trying to build, and that's where we are heading to. Yeah, I think sometimes it is just that introduction, isn't it? Is to open the doorway, and then once you get into 
into the clubhouse, then everything just seems like it was at home. Correct. Correct. The idea is that behind every, uh, that's what, uh, so it's a bit different, uh, when you're now talking with me more about the platform and how it works. Uh, it's a bit different when you are signing up as a coach or a player because it's basically your own decision. I'm coming there. I create my own profile and I start connecting with whoever I want. In the, in the side of the, in the club side, you have to create a profile and the people who create that profile should be responsible for that club. Yeah. That we are making sure that this is happening because we don't want any problems with any club. So a responsible should be behind. And that's the good thing of the story because people that are contacting that club or being contacted by a certain club will be sure that the person who is behind that and who is sending that message uh, will be uh, a person that you have to talk with. That will be, that will have the power to, if in the case that you want to be redirected to certain people, he will find it. But for sure, if it's the technical director, the manager, the coach, uh, there's plenty of people behind that you can be interested in contacting, you will find the right one. Yeah, and I think it's important to get in touch with that right person and, and save time and not have any time wasters and have a decision maker at the end of the line. Correct, correct. How else do you see this hockey community evolving? I've had a look at your website. It looks great, by the way. It's uh, it's a really nice looking website, and I will sign up, even though I'm I'm not planning to move anywhere in the foreseeable future. <laughs> but uh, you know, what other plans do you guys have? Can you see how do you see this expanding beyond just being a basic recruitment tool? Yeah. So basically, we enter in the market. Uh, as a as a transfer platform, but we don't want to sell ourselves like this because uh, basically we saw after the launch and uh, and that's I think how all good startups should act. Uh, we react on the market needs, and we saw after this big launch that there's a need of a community platform. Uh, we don't want a recruitment. Pla- we don't want to become the recruitment platform at all. Of course, we have recruitment tools inside and everybody's feeling welcome to, to, to check that out and if they want to play abroad and overseas they will find the right club, that's for sure but we want to to help guys like you for example, that you are not aiming to move and and we want to help you out to, to find uh, a place where you feel welcome and when you find whatever you're looking for in, in the hockey world, meaning news, meaning uh, broadcasters uh, events. So if you want to find an event uh, in the other side of Australia or you're planning to come to Europe, okay, I have free time and uh, I would love to visit the club or to see a match, you will be able to see it on score as well. So we want to create a place where all the stakeholders of the hockey wall are represented and somehow that you can find whatever you're looking for. Meaning, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing and I'm, I'm aiming to see uh, or to watch a match right now where I can watch it, or highlights, or uh, check the profiles of the of the best players of the world. Uh, some gamification, some ideas that uh, that we have uh, planned on our roadmap for this for this year and the coming ones. That's what we're heading to. I don't know if you, I was uh, not not concrete enough, but uh, that's that's a bit our idea to create a community. Uh, with plenty of content, when you have your newsfeed as well, when you see uh, all the transfers happening worldwide as well, that's a, a cool, a cool future that we're gonna uh, reveal soon. 
where you will be able to see the transfers happening worldwide. There's nothing like this on the market right now. Uh, so we are planning to to bring it up, uh, like I said, pretty soon. Also, uh, to to find a place where you can read, watch, or hear you guys, for example, podcast from any part of the hockey community. So, and there's also an event step. So there's plenty of things uh, related with each other. There's also brands. Uh, that's a pretty cool future where you will be able to see promotions for uh, we hope and we are working towards that uh, all the brands worldwide integrating services that any player or coach could possibly need when they move uh, learning languages uh, yeah uh, there's here plenty of possibilities look I think it's a, it's a fabulous idea what you're doing and even though I'm not likely to be moving anywhere soon or seeking a transfer, <laughs> I'm not sure anybody <laughs> could afford the fee at the moment. Um, <laughs> oh, we're in pretty high demand. We are, we are. Yeah. But is it also the sort of thing someone could use, say my missus came home and said, you've got to take me to Spain for two weeks, would it be something I could use to just perhaps slip a couple of games in on the sly while I was there could, to be able to contact the club and say, look, I'm going to be in your town on this weekend. Is there any chance of having a run? Yep, yep. So uh, the idea is, like I said, this community thing should be should be giving you the opportunity to contact any club worldwide. Uh, that's our aim, of course, the big one, uh, and we're going to spend the time to do it. But, of course, it's it's for recreational players uh, we are creating more and more value for for you guys and for them uh, to be able to enjoy the hockey at, at the fullest. Uh, here in Spain and in India, whatever you feel like, you should be able to find a place where you can play somehow a bit of a hockey and enjoy uh, sharing like Belgium style, for example, a beer uh, with a couple of guys. Uh, that's that's for sure one of our main ideas. Uh, I cannot tell you when are when are we going to release this, but it's on our on our roadmap. Yeah, definitely. So what's the process? So you've, there's a uh, a 42 year old average hockey player just talking to you right now, and like John said, I'm I'm travelling. I'm, I'm, let's just say I'm going to move to Spain. How, how do mm-hmm. I go about getting on, getting online and getting registered? And what, what what's the process? How, where do I go? It's it's pretty easy. You can create the profile in two minutes, five minutes max. Uh, the idea, you go to score.com, you register, you can register via Facebook or using your email, and then you start creating your profile. There's plenty of information you can fill in, uh, from the general ones, uh, social media, your short bio, uh, your age, position in the field, but more, we can go more deeply, we can, you can create your club history, so all the clubs that you have played for, years, your achievements, uh, skills, you can define yourself with skills, uh, your outside hockey information, that's a pretty good one as well, uh, because we want to offer more than just uh, hockey. We want to give you the full package, and that's a bit uh, towards my personal experience as well. So that's accommodation, uh, work, you know, opportunities to earn some money. Yeah, yeah. If you want to coach, you, can, you should be able to, to, uh, to say so. Not just, okay, I'm going to play there, but I'm open to coaching opportunities too. So you should be able to say so. Uh, that's a bit, in, in five minutes time, the user experience that we created, I think it's, it's really, really good. We're really proud about it. 
so in five minutes' time, you should be able to create a really cool and complete profile. And am I able to post a video of the two goals I score every year? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And even if you score more, you you should be able to place them there too. Yeah. There's no, no, no. I never side. score more than two. Oriel, never more than two. <laughs> so there's a there's a media there's a media side on each profile where you can drop uh, images and and videos uh, about your achievements, about whatever you feel like uh, sharing with the community. There's something also that you need to know, uh, and that's uh, somehow part of the this community building. We we have some features like. Uh, like the skills, like you said, uh, and we are trying to develop more, but it's, the skills is a pretty easy one to, to foresee that the community is helping each other, uh, to verify the information that you're dropping on your profiles. Because of course, uh, we are in a, in a position that you are creating your hockey CV. So sometimes you're creating this hockey CV just, uh, to have a window uh, towards the world, to just enjoy score, to enjoy the community, to be part of this. But of course, uh, we created the score as well to to help people to to play in other countries and another in another clubs. So that's sometimes is is your own hockey CV. So to make sure that all the information that you place in your profile is correct, uh, we have provided certain features that the community is helping to verify that. How, how do we go with language barriers? Is there anything that's sped up, set up in Spanish, in Portuguese, in French? What's, uh, what's, what's, what's the situation with that? Not yet. Uh, we have a plan to develop uh, and to translate the platform in, in multiple languages. Uh, actually, the platform is ready. Uh, so in the back end, it's ready to, to be translated as soon as we, as we decide to. But of course, it, this is taking a lot of time. So... Uh, we decided to 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 build the platform just in English for the moment, and as soon as we have also the time, <laughs> because there's plenty of things that we need to do. Yeah. As soon as we have the time, we're gonna we're gonna be able to 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 translate it in plenty of languages. Uh, Ariel, have you got any sponsors on board at the moment? Is there anybody that we be, should be thanking for you to be able to bring this platform to us? Uh, we had, uh, we have, uh, self-pass on board that they help us from, from the beginning. Uh, we have others coming, uh, but, uh, we have eTalki. There's a platform, uh, that such somehow is a platform like, like us that connects, uh, students and teachers worldwide to learn languages. Okay. We have right. Nutri, we have Nutrizan as well. Uh, there's a, a nutrition and supplements company. Uh, back in Belgium, and there's also art. There's a, a physiotherapist and, and gym that it's uh, based in in Antwerp as well. That he has joined recently uh, uh, our platform, and we're really happy because they are working uh, with plenty of players in in Antwerp, uh, doing rehabs and, and and specific trainings to to avoid uh, injuries. So those are uh, the actual partners that we have. We're working towards, uh, we have a, a really good, uh, relationship and, 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 and with EHF, they are really helping us out to promote it, uh, like I told you guys. And also, we are talking with plenty of brands right now. So we are looking forward to onboard them, uh, really, really soon. 
So have you got anything promotion-wise set up for, you mentioned EHL there, for uh, Knockout 16 in Rotterdam? For the moment, uh, the, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play there. So uh, I, will be, I will be focused uh, on, on the tournament itself. But yeah, uh, I have plenty of meetings over there to, to tackle certain things that uh, I can't deal with well, hopefully there'll be a few tackles on the field as well, Oriel. Who are you playing for, Oriel? Athletic Terrassa. Okay, so We excellent. are playing against Heracles, a Belgium team, uh, in next, uh, so, it's in a, in a week. Friday next week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I've got a favourite team. No, no, you haven't, John. Sorry, okay. I'm just going to have to let John know that uh, Heracles, uh, the club colours are black and white. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. They're in a different country. So, <laughs> so our, our club is a black and white striped club as well, and, and there's some good stories coming out of Heracles as well, being involved, isn't it? Because it's been a bit, it's been a, a a long journey there. I think you guys from Tarassa are of, um, maybe a little bit more uh, prominent in your European hockey. Yeah, we had a yeah we had a good let's say a good relationship <laughs> uh, with uh, the, the European the European tournaments uh, we've played EHL I think that we missed maybe one year since EHL uh, was was uh, yeah was uh, started and yeah I think I don't want to I don't want to lie here but I think that we we have won two or three uh, European Cups in our history, so oh, wow. and lose plenty and lose plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, all, so. all the best for that, Oriel. That's uh, fantastic. Well, just just um, can you let let the listeners know a little bit about your preparation for the tournament at the moment, where where you're at club wise? Yeah, we had uh, we we've been busy with the national competition. Uh, we had actually this weekend uh, the cup uh, final. Really nice, sir. yeah, the cup, the cup. The Copa del Rey, it's called. Yeah. Uh, it's a specific tournament that it's just, I think, uh, I'm, I think that I'm, I'm fairly can say that uh, it's, it's a tournament that it's just played in Spain. Uh, it's a three-day tournament uh, with the top uh, eight, uh, top eight teams from Spain. Uh, we ended fourth, uh, so it's a bit of a, a mixed feelings. We're aiming for for more, but uh, yeah. Uh, things when we went, we had a tough semi-final against Egara. We lost 2-1. Had plenty of chances to 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 level the the score, but we we didn't manage. And at the end, the third and fourth position, we played against FCV Barcelona, and we lost in the shootouts. So it was a pretty tough competition, but it, uh, we 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 got a lot of learnings from this one. We are facing Club de Campo, so uh, the second on the competition right now. Uh, this weekend we go to Madrid to play, and it's a really good preparation towards CHL next week. So, looking forward to to face these these two upcoming games. So you do have a fair bit of travel there in Spain, don't you, for the top games? Sorry? You have a fair bit of travel for the top games there in Spain. Obviously, there's I think there's you've got the three top clubs fairly close to you in Terrassa, and then but then you've got to travel to play some of the other sides. Yeah, it's it's uh, it. That's one of the things that I, <laughs> joking. It's always what I'm telling to my to my teammates. I was not missing at all uh, because in Belgium it's a really small country. Yeah. So you, you know, <laughs> in an hour drive, you're you're everywhere. Uh, and here you have to travel the entire weekend. 
meaning that you you take an, uh, a bus your with your teammates for six seven hours in a bus uh, on a Saturday you get there by night or late afternoon uh, you just <laughs> you have time just for a, a quick a quick dinner you wake up the day after quick breakfast and you you head straight away to the game and eight hours back so and, and of it's, course that's the eight hours back would just be a very quiet trip back and you'd all sort of sip on a couple of lemonades and maybe have a bit of a sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a bit how... Uh, plenty of movies, plenty of conversations inside the bus as well. Uh, so, yeah, somehow if you have uh, great teammates as I have, it's uh, those buses are are better, let's say, like, yeah. uh, are, are, are funnier. But... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, sometimes it's pretty tough. Sometimes it's pretty tough, depending on on where you're heading to. Well, look, we wish you we wish you all the best with the uh, EHL coming up, and we're obviously looking forward oh, to catching on. that on yeah. um, EHL uh, TV. And yeah, uh, yeah, that, it's going to be fantastic. Look, look, and we really love watching the the Spanish games that we get. There's some pretty good coverage coming from La Liga, uh, La Liga for yeah. Sport, and. Uh, I in particularly love the commentary. Don't understand a word of it, but the passion that the boys put into it is uh, fantastic. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a passionate guy. <laughs> that, that, that I can tell you. Yeah, definitely. Hey, before we let you go, Ariel, how do you spell goal in Spanish? Because as far as we can tell from the Argentinian posts that they put up, it's G O O O O O O O O A A A A L L L L L. Is it? Is that how the Spanish say it as well? Yeah, I can say so. Yeah, we are pretty enthusiastic people over here, so we, <laughs> <laughs> we highlight a lot this, uh, this. Yeah, you, we put the accent on, on on the goals. Yeah, that's 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 true. Oh, it's great to hear. It is great to hear. It makes it really exciting. I love it. But it's important that we have these celebratory moments in hockey, isn't it, it John? Is, it is indeed. Oriel, th- thanks so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Great to see that Scored is, is getting some traction. And, uh, yeah, we implore all of our listeners to get on and get registered, and who knows where the hockey world could lead you. And we should point out that website is S-C-O-R-R-D. Is that right, Oriel? Yes, S-C-O-R-R-D. Yeah, and, that's and, com. And people a pirate can... website, because you're scarred. <laughs> 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 but people can find you on the socials as well, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Where do they look? Yeah. Yeah, they can they can find us on on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for sure. And that's yeah. all all just search score S C O R R D and they'll find you. Yeah, excellent. Oh, Thank you very much, guys, for having me. It's been a pleasure, sir. Thank pleasure. you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and that was Oriol Perimacau of score.com something which uh, looks great for the hockey community going forward doesn't it John? Oh yeah I think it's a great idea and obviously it's a hub for players and all the rest of it but I think the other ideas that they want to push forward through in the future as well we need more and more of it we need to engage more and more well, I just love that connecting the globe thing, and I find that there are some services that are already out there, like Recruit for Hockey, yeah. that you can post for jobs around the world and all that sort of stuff. But that always, I like it, but it makes it very businesslike, um, and, I, and, and so I kind of like the idea of it being a bit more informal. And I love the fact that it's not just aimed at 
attracting yeah, exactly. top end players. It's something that it can genuinely, well, you know, hopefully help you connect whatever you grade, whatever your level, and uh, yeah, get involved that way. Now, what do we want to move on to next? Do you, uh, want, do you want to do the book review yet, or do you want to get through like the Sierra Leone stuff? Yeah, let's do the Sierra Leone stuff. So, we've okay. had, yeah, we've had some contact from Salis. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are still looking to try and get some gear shifted over uh, from the UK. So mining we'll co- mining companies etc. John gets all upset when he starts talking about mining companies. So I'll say it now. Um, say mi- it. Mining companies, companies, corporates, airlines, anybody that you can think of that you might know that you could flick an email to. Um, predominantly get some stuff over from the UK, but we can also look to get some stuff um, from here in Australia as well. So if you've got that link, please get in touch with us, uh, Matt or John at the Reverse Six on that. Win win Every side wins here. Yeah, we'll get some great promotion for whatever business out there is prepared to um, to help out and stump up a few dollars. That's right. So um, something a, a little bit well, different, but still related to Sierra okay, Leone. Well, and Sierra it, Leone's involved. And, and, and we've probably received this a little bit too late to be able to have yeah, any positive yeah. impact financially. But uh, we did receive an email from Philip from the Sierra Leone Hockey Association. Uh, They've been asked to and want to participate in an FIH tournament. It would be their first ever, and they've been invited to Ghana. Uh, they're having a few problems with trying to get there and wanted to know if we could give them some support uh, for their flights from Ghana to Sierra Leone. Now, this is a, um, a tournament being held in Ghana, the host nation, as part of the TAP West Africa program in cooperation with the UK Sport England Hockey uh, the FIHA and Ghana Hockey Association and teams have been invited from several countries Burkina Faso, Cameroon, Ghana Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Sierra Leone and Togo uh, now I got this letter after the date of the Tuesday the 20th of February this email and that's when teams needed to confirm their, whether they'd be going or not now I haven't spoken to Philip actually and I should have probably spoken to him before he came on but I would think that they probably uh, decided this is our opportunity. We've got to take them where we can. Uh, as far as the cost go, um, the travel no, no. cost. So, 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 so the date to have the team entered was the twentieth. It was the twentieth of February. But, but we didn't receive this correspondence oh, until much like four or five days ago. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Fourteenth of March. Uh, no, that's when I. Yeah, about fourth of March, fourth or fifth of yeah, March. Yeah, uh, right. but the, the dates are the twenty-fourth to twenty-seventh. So there's no real time that we can do much unless someone's got a big checkbook out there and they can sign it pretty quickly. But uh, 14 persons per team are expected to travel. That's nine team members. It's a uh, fives competition. Uh, three do- uh, coach, delegation, doctor, whatever, and two officials. One's an umpire, one is a, a judge. So you're reading this from an email at the moment. Yep, from, so it's, it's from who to who? It's from the uh, African Hockey CEO, African Hockey Federation, that was sent to all the associations telling them about it, um, what they had to pay for Accommodation and meals are covered by TAP West Africa. Local transport will be supplied by uh, Ghana Hockey Association. All they needed to stump up for was their travel costs. Because that's probably uh, a rather difficult thing to do in a country like Sierra Leone for 14 people to get them there. Fortunately, we're probably not going to do much. But unless Kenya Airlines, unless Kenya Airlines can step in, if you know anybody that Kenya Airlines, because that's how they would get to Ghana, would be by Kenya Airlines. Is it? Yeah. Because Kenya isn't playing, but they've got a pretty good hockey team, so they're probably not in this lower fives competition. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, some of those countries are there. Some of the countries that need most of our help in Africa, in some ways. So, well, it would be interesting to, be able to see. To get them there if we could, perhaps well, be, in the future, yeah. we'll get 
more of a running or try and help them out a bit more. But, but it'd be interesting to see who actually makes it to the tournament from the yeah. list that, that have been invited there and, and nominated. And I'd hate to see it being a two-team or three-team tournament. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know when this email was uh, first sent to the uh, good people. It's, it was Feb, I think, early, yeah, early Feb. Yeah, 13th of Feb, and they needed confirmation by Tuesday the 20th. So yeah, It's not much of a run-up for it, is it? Well, and so we talk about no. giving opportunities. Like, so I, had, I had some um, online chat with Salis maybe about a week ago when this, this came up, and I said, send, send the details through to us. I wasn't aware of the, the timeline or the, the, yeah, the imminent deadline of uh, when they needed to get it sorted out by. Now... If we'd have been given three months to do it and had an opportunity to engage with Kenya Airlines and sell an idea to them and engage with you guys and, and put it out there, I don't know, what are we talking, John? Ten grand? Is How that far is Ghana from um, Sierra Leone? Yeah, I'm not educated enough to know that, unfortunately. Yeah, look, look out for Sierra Leone. If you can help them out, please do. But we're still on the pads. There'll be more coming in the next few days about that. Asian women's... Champions League, we've got three Commonwealth Games teams announced. Yeah, lots of announcements happening some, this week. Some yeah, New Zealand yeah, yesterday, India yesterday. Oh, India. Yeah. Shock or not a shock? Sardar? Not, no shock. Not, not selected. Well, no uh, shock. But we, we talked about it last week. Yeah, in the sense that there's been a lot of speculation about Willie or Wony. That, so, Wony's not a shock. But, um, you know, I, I, went, I, I went on the side of Sardar last week. Is that him done now then? I don't know that you can, until the day he stands up and says I'm retiring you know maybe if he doesn't play for India for another 12 months he's probably done but you just don't know but it, it would be World, World Cup is the would be the goal I guess wouldn't it he did have some good moments but I thought you know especially at teams like Australia they found him there, out a little bit there was a fair bit of discussion in, online on the in Indian press yeah, uh, yeah. a few pieces written about um, well we talked about that one specific ball that he played last week yeah. and that was a, a, a focus of discussion saying oh he'd had a relatively poor game and then within a five minute period it kind of sp- sparked a life and that one pass that created the goal um, yep. you, you looked at it and you went oh well that's you know that's Sardar Singh you know that's, he, he's back to his, his, his best but that's, that's one moment you'd hope to get one moment like that out of players like him wouldn't you oh you would they made their decision They'll probably stick with it, and what a tremendous career! If it is the end, he's he's been a fabulous player. Yeah. Um, so we got through the comment. Any other surprises? Anyway, what we've we seen, nothing that we could probably be able to say with any surety that the they was robbed. They was know. robbed. <laughs> is that another pirate reference? No, no. You know, people who pieces are eight. Pieces are eight. Yeah. People who should have been selected, not being selected, etc., etc. I don't think we're across that heavy. No, enough, but no. Australian teams will be Friday, I think, which is ahead of us. You know. they'd, they'd be out by now. But yeah, I wouldn't expect the men's team to be very different from the Southern Aslan Sharp. Injury. What, one or yeah, yeah, one or two in or out. Just yep. Not much, not much change. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. And uh, I'm about to hand over the reins to Matt. Well, yeah, it's uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's literary review time, and uh, 
we're talking about the Franken nines, but this is a little bit more uh, Ned Kelly than Mary Shelley. And uh, <laughs> this is uh, specifically around the proposed format for the changes to the Australian Hockey League format coming out of Hockey Australia. Um, and we will take you through the different potential permutations and things in a moment. But I guess we'll start off, John, and and we'll start at the start and find and, and report what we found out as to how we've got to this trial stage with the games. Yep. Um, well, we believe it stems from a report from the Australian Sports Commission, a survey that was done by them, and they, where they outlined what they believed Hockey Australia should do to uh, improve the game and reassert itself. Now, I'm led to believe that what the Australian Sports Commission did was said to Hockey Australia, basically, oh, we think that you should engage more people aged between the ages of 20 and 30. Now, I'm only... So would would um, the uh, sports sports foundation there go to Hockey Australia and say, would you like us to do this for you? Obviously, they they work together closely because See, there's six point eight five million dollars worth of funding goes into into hockey from the uh, from them, sports. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, it's a bit murky trying to figure out exactly what the path to this has been, but it does appear that there's a couple of different reports involved here. Um, there's a broader report on sport in Australia. Yeah, there's, uh, go, the Thrive Report from yeah. 2015-16, I think it is. Uh, yeah, that's the one we're going to quote from here in a second. Uh, but we're not sure exactly where the impetus has come from as far as you should do this or, look, these are some ideas you should throw around and see how you go. But it wasn't anything specific about what you should do to your game. It was more like you know mission statements about as I said, encourage more 20, 30-year-olds to play, do this and do that. The sort of stuff that Australian sports commissions and other such bodies are paid to make, if you get what I'm so saying. So we, we can't currently get a copy of that report. It's, no, not, it's not freely got available. Got the feelers out. Uh, Australian sports commission have been asked, by the way, but no, no, no one's come forth from them yet to actually put the report out. But So on the, on the osport.gov.au website, they've got that report there, the annual report. They do. And in that annual report, it says this. The sports governance and business capability team continue to work on strategic programs with national sporting organisations to build their business capability. A major project was undertaken with Hockey Australia to redesign its current national league, the Australian Hockey League, to adapt a format and brand which puts the fans first and creates growth opportunities for commercial investors, event organisers and greater exposure for the sport of hockey in Australia. A project team led by the SGBC team, in partnership with Hockey Australia, worked together utilising a user-centred design approach combined with quantitative market research and financial modelling to deliver a business model for a new product and approach that is commercially viable and sustainable. The final product will use exist exciting game modifications, new team brands, fan experiences and targeted marketing to deliver hockey in a new way. A new way. We had to dig a little bit to find that. We're not sure where the research is, but we're trying to find it that says that that's what they should be doing and um, how it actually came about. But it has led us to this point. It has indeed. So I've got in front of me now the um, letter and information which has been sent out by the uh, the man who's the driving force behind AHL 2.0. Um, and in the communique from him, it says, the first step in this process was to research what it could look like into the future with current hockey fans and sports fans alike. 
this study was conducted by the ASE, as we mentioned before. Um, the research indicates that the 11-a-side game in its current form does not deliver enough celebratory moments. Celebrate good times, come on! Compared with other sports, and therefore it is, it, it is difficult to build momentum and off-field energy and fan engagement, both at venue and via broadcast. So, uh, anyway, keep going. Tell us more. We'll discuss it. So, a nine-a-side format test was suggested by National Institute coaches from around Australia. Um, in addition to this, variations of the 11-a-side game have also been tested to look at uh, in more detail to assess how well it will create celebratory moments. Celebrate good times. Come on. It's also important to note that while these tests have been conducted, we as a sport are remaining open-minded to where the on-field product lands, as we know we need to be bold enough to make a difference. Uh, thanks for leading the test, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then there is a link to complete for a survey um, on on the different formats and the particular format that you may have witnessed in your individual state. Um, do you want to know what the formats are, John? Yeah, give us a rundown. Okay, so all of, all will be um, played to the general rules of the FIH. Yep. So no, uh, yeah, normal rules being changed. But I'll tell you by about these some exceptions. Of, yeah, yeah, by these <laughs> exceptions. So three different formats being trialled. One a nine-a-side format uh, played uh, four ten-minute quarters of men's hockey, two ten-minute quarters of mixed hockey and then another four 10-minute quarters of women's hockey. So that would all be representing the same team. Now, when I say the same team, in its current format, the AHL, the Australian Hockey League, is state teams. Uh, this new format is proposed to be a, a capital city-based competition, So, and they would play under the same branding, and, and so it would, I don't know, say it's the Perth, the Perth Thundersticks, um, and that would be both for the, the men and the women, whereas at the moment WA is the WA Diamonds and the, the WA Thundersticks for the for the guys. Um, so that's that's a nine-a-side format. That's a hundred minutes of hockey, um, a five-minute break, two-minute breaks in between the quarters, and then a five-minute break in between the three main changes there. Okay, you with me? All right. The next uh, format is the. Uh, 10 four-minute quarters of men's hockey followed by 10 four-minute quarters of women's hockey so all representing under the same colours and the score will be continuous with this John so it's not three separate games that will be playing the, the, the score goes from game one right through to the end of game three or yeah so that second format that's that, that's 11 aside um, and then the third option is four 12-minute quarters of men's hockey followed by for 12 minute quarters of women's hockey now that's the basic structure of the um, the three different offerings there the fourth offering being don't change anything in, and stick with 11 aside okay. can I just ask a question at that point all of those breaks in between the individual quarters are two minutes yes and the breaks between games are five minutes is yes. that right yeah okay so the games only have two minutes so half time quarter time three quarter time two minutes there's a yeah I don't, I'm Except not even sure on the third. There's a five minute break on the nines format. Don't go too much into this, John. It's the the bottom line is there are a couple of okay. five minutes breaks where you get some reasonable length of advertising in oh, there. Yeah, yeah, okay. The two minutes, you know, what, what are you going to get in two minutes? Yeah, not much. Well, hardly any advertising. Well, what, no, what either no, com I no, neither no commentary or analysis. Yeah, yeah, none of that stuff and. Or ads, one of the two. So there's no advantage. Um, you would think, but anyway, moving commercially. on. Commercially. Okay, so the um, 
a couple of the innovations then. So on the Niner side format, you have to have two of your team in the, and I hate saying this, 50-yard zone. Um, it's a zone now. It's not. It's not a half. Not a half. No, it's a it's a zone. It's a zone. Okay. Um, so two players two players have to stay in that in that area. Um, field goals are worth two points. You know we love points here on the reverse stick. What is the point? Uh, and uh, if you score a field goal, you then get an automatic opportunity for a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Jeez, um, oh I was trying to watch the one format of it, and you, you didn't see half of the one-on-ones. We'll get Save to that. Um, <laughs> and we have the beauty of what's known as a power play. Yes, the power play. So that, this gets decided by the, co- the toss of a coin uh, prior to the game of when you have your power play, and your goals are worth double in the power play no your points your, sorry your points are worth double in the power play um, so there was one instance on the game that I saw that you got got four points for your field goal because it's in the power play and then uh, another two points for your one on one after because it's in the power play so you get six points for you know uh, for one attempt basically uh, one and a half attempts during the power play so uh, it doesn't sound at all confusing, does it, John? No. Um, so and there, yeah, there's a few. So uh, how? Uh, uh, so three goals could potentially you could win twenty-eight nil. Well, this is it. You you know <laughs> six nil down one minute and, and twenty-one some, points nil. <laughs> well, the, the, I mentioned it on Twitter. The game I watched, I think it was eighteen-five at half-time. The score um, finished up at twenty-four fifteen or twenty twenty-four nineteen or something like that. Bulk of the goals were scored in the first, and the I watched the nine aside mixed uh, game so it was a hundred minutes of hockey John a hundred minutes and it's all about celebratory moments celebrate good times come on what a joke you know you have a good time very nice mate very nice um, I just think it, it, it it's it's potentially quite damaging to the to the AHL but look we'll we'll um, I'll, I'll just read another couple of things out to you, and this is kind of this is the high-level concept for that's, that's driving this potential oh, change. Oh, loving this, yeah. Um, so set up a strong governance structure. Uh, look at the long long-term sustainability uh, for the league, and set it up as a separate entity. It would be a six or seven-week home and away league, three home games, three away uh, games, and then a finals weekend, semi-finals and grand final at the one location, i.e., Melbourne or the Gold Coast, etc. Funny how Melbourne gets mentioned there after it's been. Uh, produced in Victoria Um, game modifications new and exciting brand for hockey in Australia something different to what we've seen before I mean I I don't think half of Australia has seen 11 side hockey before so (laughs) you know just to show them that and that would be different to what they've seen before (laughs) link to the link to the FIH rules of hockey traditional hockey with a few twists a change of pace faster with more celebratory moments for fans and broadcasts um, so teams, yeah, co-branded male and female teams, not mixed. City teams with male and female teams playing back-to-back in home and away fixtures. Uh, play all teams in the competition where every game counts. Game day experience, activation of venues to create fun and connection to a community. That's music and food trucks. Uh, building entertainment with fans off the back of celebratory moments. And play. Sorry, we can't afford the piece of music. We can't afford the rights to it, okay? So you're going to have to put up with me. Uh, Broadcast opportunities through a product which is even and available in multiple locations around the country, including all games to be live-streamed in year one of the competition. So they haven't got a broadcast partner there for it, John, yet. And what I'd say is, 
why are you trying to put a product together to then go and show to a broadcast partner go to those potential broadcast partners and say what can we package up to, to deliver for you um, well it doesn't have to you've ruin got to be careful there because you don't want to be going off your own back to say uh, some television station and start discussions with them about the product when perhaps the international body that runs the sport might have a deal with a completely another broadcaster. Well, that, that would be a horrible position to be in. There's an idea. Uh, a couple of final bits on here. Marketing and sports promotion investment. A significant increase in investment into the marketing of the league. Well, let's get some investment into the product that's already there and, and, and has uh, been a great competition for 90-odd years. years. A dedicated focus on building awareness of the league and sport throughout Australia. Okay. Do we not do that anyway? In the sport or in sport? Uh, linking the hook into hockey program over time with the local city team to focus on fan acquisition and participatory outcomes. You mean use all the good work the clubs are doing yeah. and take it off them and and use it for your own... I mean, these are all franchises we're talking about too. They're, what I'm assuming is that they're going to try and get some sort of corporate support and like Hockey India League style. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Well, the dish you might want to sponsor one of the uh, city teams over here. You never know. <laughs> you could uh, do. Final point in here. Best players. The catalyst for hockey in Australia becoming a professional sport where players receive payments to play in the competition and the league can attract marquee players from overseas. The product plans to also serve as a vehicle to inform national selection into the future. National selection, nines hockey... <sighs> Oh, I don't know quite where we'll go. We don't pick our indoor World Cup teams, do we, from outfield players? No. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that does to the development of players too because I'm sure the Germans and the Dutch would be quite happy if uh, the players that they were coming against an up, uh, up against at 11 aside Olympic Games or World Cup have been playing nines at the elite level and suddenly have to roll up and play 11s hockey because they will be different. If you've, if you've seen it, You'll know how different they'll be. The Germans and the Dutch will just take control of the midfield and smash you. I wonder what celebratory moments is in German. Celebrate good times. Yes. Um, look. So, yeah, so I, I, I watched that hun- the 100 minutes of it, and to be honest, I found it, in the main, pretty boring. Um, it, you know, it was a, a lot of uh, defensive pressure. Um, soak up the ball, soak up the ball, and then look for one of the corners with a, a big smash. Midfield disappeared. I don't know where, know where we get this desire to use terms like zones when we've got the language for our own sport. Power play. What sort of knob end sort of <laughs> term is that? A power play. Leave it to the other sports that need that rubbish to make themselves exciting. You know what? If you don't find hockey exciting, 11 aside hockey exciting, then go and find some other sport that's more exciting because there's not too many of them are in a pure form that our game is. Well, I posed the question on Twitter, is 11 aside hockey boring and lacking excitement? Um, we've got a 4% in the yes and 96% no in the moment, at the moment and that's over 100 people have voted on that. Um, I think that's the hockey family speaking there, isn't it? Oh, look, I, I worry about when we try and destroy the primacy of what is our game. When stuffing around with goals and points and all of that sort of stuff, it just makes it harder. One of the primary objectives as laid out by the FIH's Hockey Revolution is to make hockey easier to understand for non-hockey people, to simplify the rules. 
Yeah, and the poor bugger that they're was doing adding the, rules to it now. No, they're the go- making it more complicated. The guys that I've heard doing the, the commentating with the streamed <laughs> options have found it a real struggle. And where every, basically every second line was an apology saying, "Ah, well, we'll get the hang of this eventually." It shouldn't have to be like that. And we mentioned before the ASC report. Now, according to what I've heard from about what the ASC has to say is that they just made some recommendations and one of those recommendations was more engagement with people aged between 20 and 30. Now, exactly how does dropping two players out of the game equal more engagement with people? I, I just don't understand Well, it'll create more celebratory moments, won't it? I think that's the... Uh, I'm not going to sing it again, it's all right. That's the idea. But you can say the other word. So, you can... You can provide feedback. It's interesting. You can kind of provide the feedback through the individual states where the different trials have been shown, and that, but I imagine that's all being gathered centrally by um, Hockey Australia. Um, so, yeah, the the surveys are out there. Some are a little bit harder to find um, than others. My big question with it is, Hockey Australia, why don't you just put out one big national survey on it and get the view of the people that are this year, senior players, paying you 25 bucks per per player each why don't you give them a bit of a say on it because they're ultimately they're going to be the people that are going to drive the viewership and um, drive the engagement and activity with the AHL um, it's almost like the AHL are trying to make it oh it's not really us it's not really us it's it's these people no it's you you've got to drive it you've got to be the one standing up there and putting your hand Australia. up yeah. yeah absolutely they do it's no good foisting it onto the states you know are the states being forced to do this sort of stuff themselves? Is that why Hockey WA is so reticent to spend any money on doing a survey and any description? Well, well, they, well, they didn't. They didn't stream it. or chose not to stream it, did they? Yeah. Um, yeah. It just. It seems a very strange way of going about it. Um, I, you know, on one side, good on them for having a go at trialing a few different things. But I'm hearing from sources that. We're, we're pretty likely to be going down this path and I would hate it for um, hockey supporters and members of the hockey family over here to be sitting down two years time um, and something pops up on the TV on an obscure channel somewhere and they just don't recognise the game. You know, that's what, what's this? This isn't, this isn't my sport. Um, and we've got to be very careful that, um, we don't get steamrolled by national associations, state associations, um, and take our game to places that could set it back three or four years. We're talking longer than that. Yeah. And, and, and totally disrespect the, the history and, and the honour, um, of the, of the championship itself. If you want to play around, do something else. And it's all over. All that history is lost. It's nearly lost now by having under 23 development sides from no, other from nations. past couple of years, yeah. Yeah, playing in it. But, but you go to nines and bang, that history's gone, you can wipe it out, and you'll have destroyed it. And if that's the marketer's idea of improving and growing the game, heaven help us. Oh, got that off? Yeah, well, it's probably probably about time to wrap it up now. <laughs> Just about. We've got a couple of little quick things to get through before we do feedback. Yeah, well, there was... Very short feedback. Yeah, well, a uh, couple of bits of news around the FIH. Uh, I understand that there's a board meeting happening, probably as we're sitting here, or certainly um, yeah. the news. some news may come out. Interviews have taken place for the role of CEO. I reckon they'll have made a decision by the end of business today and then across the weekend they'll 
organise things and maybe early next week we might get an announcement well, so keep your eye on inside the games <laughs> that's where it'll be uh, a couple of things have been happening uh, with the FIH in Lausanne they've had uh, 12 individuals from across the world um, there for two days of workshops um, the FIH uh, interim CEO Dalph Ness has said upskilling these 12 individuals significantly increases our network of specialists across the world who can oversee the delivery of our competitions in the future whilst also giving them valuable knowledge and professional skills they can use in other areas of their career so this is an event specialist program um, so looking to get those food trucks and music in, in place at events I'm sure it's a much bigger job than that, and it's great that there's some that there is an option there to to help deliver world class events to you know different organisations around the world. So that's very positive. Um, there was also a meeting of the Hockey Pro League oh. member nations. Oh yeah, uh, the alleged Pro Hockey Pro League. So this was a, a five day event at the start of March. Uh, so we had reps from Argentina, Australia, Belgium, China, GB, Germany, Netherlands, New Zealand. Pakistan with Scotland, Spain and the US. Um, once again, another statement from Dalf Ness. This was a hugely important opportunity for both FIH and the participating teams to share progress with one another. It was incredible, uh, incredibly encouraging to see the amount of positive energy from all stakeholders, which further enhances our excitement ahead of the league launch next year. It sounds, he sounds like an envoy on his way back from the Middle East, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, look, those rockets fired over the border are a sign of the uh, love and tolerance both sides are showing. Well, it's, it's interesting that that, that, uh, <laughs> that workshop's been held in Evian in, uh, in France. Um, you know, nice water there. Nice Evian. water. Well, yeah. Hopefully it's better than BBI's water. Well, they might be sending a whole crate load over there. You never know. I'm sure a few teams are thinking about well, it. Well, I've heard some interesting whispers on that as well about um, some teams looking to take over personal chefs and that's that sort of thing for uh, for the Men's World Cup. Yeah. Um, so there's discussions oh, obviously look, taking place. That stuff would be going on months ago. I mean, it's no secret now, you wouldn't think. No. Um, so, but interesting to see that they're they're getting together the pro league teams, and uh, I think it's uh, encouraging if that's the way we're going to go and the pro league's going to happen, that at least we can see some planning that's taking place, um, and it's uh, there there seems to be engagement and at least representation from all of the countries um, involved at this stage. Okay, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. We'll see how it. I'm pans not I'm out. not standing yet down from my prediction yet, which means it's probably what I said is thoroughly not true at all but we'll see how it goes uh, we have uh, no time to go into TRS World 11 today uh, next week we'll start announcing our first four or five and uh, members of the TRS World 11 for 2018 our sponsored player program so keep an ear out for that but uh, yeah, if you have been selected you'll probably get a mail from me in the week this week anyway and we'll uh, start the interview process we will, and I, I believe we might also have an extra prize in the in the pack for them as well. When when they get you know all that stuff. Oh, fantastic! Yes, good, so. good, good stuff. Good stuff. We're working on it all the time. Uh, we better get to a little bit of this, mate. Feedback. Feedback. Uh, What's been going on in well, the actually, social I've got, world? I've got do have some specific feedback to the uh, the AHL 9s format. So bhockey.com tweeted, has at Hockey Australia gone bananas? Um, the first uh, people to respond on, on that were South Pass. Uh, yes, with a screamy face. Um, 
uh, the hook, Stephen there, and the hook hockey in, in Ireland. I don't get why there is so much wish to change at the moment. With the innovations of five, ten years ago, the game has never been a better spectacle for me, with organising bodies now making fan experience better. Why so many different changes pro- proposed? Um, and this is the, 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 the clincher for me, coming back from bhockey.com. Fully agree, innovation should now focus on ways to bring the game to the fans. Better insights using graphics and analytics, pro commentators, more camera views, multiple screens, etc., etc. And that's absolutely right, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a silly idea and it, it does no one any good. The only thing I'd add to um, the bhockey.com co- um, point there is that I'd like to just see more coverage everywhere and I'd be happy to put up with a little bit less quality on some things if only we could actually get our eyes on the product. Oh, product. I don't want to say bloody product. <laughs> Not a product. It's a game. Yeah, well, therein lies the... Uh, the great paradox of trying to be a global sport isn't it the, the line between game and, and business it is indeed and uh, we're struggling with it at the moment in our sport well I think that's about all we've got time for this week John let's uh, yeah. let's wrap it on up there don't forget ladies and gentlemen out there thank you for listening but please do tell your mates and uh, share the word of the global hockey podcast the reverse stick Absolutely. I said it. I got one in. (laughs) Take care, everyone. We'll be back next week and um, should have some interesting guests too. See you next week, guys. Hope you have a win at the weekend.